is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mancaro. Good morning, Hill Country. Good morning. I am... Who are B- you? Bill or Allison? Which one? I'm... <laughs> I'm Allison. Then I must be Bill. And and what happens when people call is they think they're talking to Bill. Yeah. Because apparently my voice is so low. Did you have a sexy voice? <laughs> you have a sexy voice. Welcome to the Bill and Allison program. Bill and Allison and Carol here with you for the next two hours, Lord willing. And we always like to speaking of the Lord, we always like to begin our program with a verse. And this is from the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 6, Jesus said, Take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or how will we be clothed? For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ, of course. Eight, almost 8.10 in the morning, and uh, as you heard the the weather forecast, it's it's going to be hot, and it'll be hotter, and then it will get hotter. So that's, that's all we need to know this time of year. All I can say is in May, we went to Las Vegas, and it was cooler in Las Vegas than here. Well, you know, that, that is true. And I, I looked up something just this week to see. Uh, there's a, I found a website that has the most extreme temperatures for every state. And believe it or not, the, it was once, and this is back in the 1930s, and I'm trying to I mean, before we had global warming? Yeah, before we had global warming. <laughs> uh, it reached a temperature of a hundred over 120, I think it was 122 or right in that range, if I'm doing this from memory, uh, in North Dakota. Wow. Yeah, and nobody was screaming about global warming back then. They didn't know about it. And remember, we, we met someone who had moved from North Dakota. <laughs> They'd moved south for better weather. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, we and we asked. I remember asking him, uh, "Oh, like Florida?" He said, "No," and he was totally serious. He looked straight in the eye and he said, "South Dakota." He did. I swear that you were there. I, was, you know, I know. He was, I know. He was a docent at the uh, LBJ uh, uh, Historical mm-hmm. Park. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, there. I this just handed to me. But <laughs> breaking news. Well, my left hand handed it to me. It right just hand. handed to you. Yes. Uh, breaking news: Elon Musk has offered to purchase the FBI for $100 billion. Just offered to purchase the FBI for $100 billion. There is no word yet 
if the Clintons are willing to sell. <laughs> oh, speaking... You know, you know, Bill, you were just talking about somebody handing you something, and, mm. and I said, there's no nobody else here. You know, we're all going to feel really dumb when we find out that AOC really did get handcuffed by the same invisible guy Joe Biden keeps shaking hands with. <laughs> there you go. I like that one. I like that one. All right. Yeah, that's a little... Okay. All right. All right. Uh... This came up in the news just, uh, I think, yesterday. Uh, left-wing billionaire George Soros, I think we all know who that is. He's the guy who uh, who likes to uh, fund far-left candidates around the country, particularly in... For, uh, for DA. Yeah, particularly for district attorney or whatever that mm-hmm. is called in various places. Um, he knocked out uh, Nico, the DA in mm-hmm. uh, San Antonio, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. and put in a guy who believes in uh, no bail. Speaking of no bail... The, if you saw on the news, Allison, the uh, Republican candidate for governor mm-hmm. uh, in New York State was attacked by a man with a knife, and uh, apparently the guy was trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, was, he's, he's on Fox News a lot. He's a congressman. Yeah, okay. And he was attacked by this guy with a knife, ran up on stage while he was speaking, and he defended himself. He was not injured. But... The guy was arrested and released the same day with no bail for attempted murder. Mm-hmm. This is this is and and the Republican governor candidate said that's before it happened. He said that's what's going to happen because those are the laws in New York. Well, I think that was what he was talking about at, during oh, his, yeah, during he was his speech. About how bad that law is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this guy attempts murder, and the George Soros backed crowd. Let's him out with no bail. Mm-hmm. I ain't moving to New York, but that's true in a lot of cases in in California. You know all these places. Well, George Soros is behind all this. Why he wants chaos is an interesting question, but he does. He wants more crime. Uh, my theory is he wants chaos so pl- people will beg for a police state. Anything, you know. I mean, I, give me a police state over getting murdered in my home. Uh, but anyway, George Soros has donated a million dollars to guess who? Beto. No kidding. Beto's campaign. Wow. He's running for governor, as you know. Uh, yeah, he, uh, uh, Beto O'Rourke uh, is running for uh, governor against the Greg Abbott. And uh, don't, don't think this is uh, not winnable for, for O'Rourke. Uh, he's raised already a state record, a Texas state record of twenty-seven point six million uh, wow. to get elected the governor. Uh, I remember. I remember back in the olden days when, when campaigns didn't raise anywhere near that much. Oh money. heavens, no! I mean, uh, you know, I worked in some congressional campaigns, and you know, five hundred thousand dollars was a big deal. Know, big deal. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Well, George Soros frequently backs organizations that call for weak immigration enforcement. So you can imagine uh, if Beto O'Rourke is governor of Texas, what that means. Uh, and quite, That's course, a scary he, thought. He wants to defund the police and you know all that stuff. But uh, George Soros is backing Beto O'Rourke, so that should tell you everything you need to know about <laughs> little Beto. Hmm? 8.15 is our Hill Country Patriot time on Saturday morning. Oh, let's see, let's see. You know, we're talking about uh, no bail and letting people out on uh, with uh, 
you know, just immediately after their arrest, even into attempted murder. Uh, I, saw, <laughs> I, saw, I saw this little meme, and there's a picture of uh, Al Capone, and then it says, Chicago was safer <laughs> when I ran, ran it. I saw that. I saw that. Wow. Well, speaking of these far leftists, uh, Antifa uh, kind of got their tails in a, in a, in a trap uh, the other day. Uh, for some reason, uh, they went after a, a bar hosting a family barbecue event in Salem, Oregon. I don't know why, but these Antifa people, and I saw the video, they're wearing masks, of course, and it, it ain't for health reasons. They, they don't want to be identified. And they've got bats and you know stuff, and they're they're trying to attack this bar. And I don't it, the news story didn't say why they were trying trying to attack this bar, but they're trying to attack this bar, uh, and <laughs> it's a biker bar. <laughs> Apparently, they didn't realize this, but oh. all, these, all these gigantic <laughs> bikers come out and just beat the crap out of them. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. And they ran away. That's very cool. <laughs> Isn't that great? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh man! So that's that's some good news on the horizon, you know. And hey, you may you might not want to be doing that, but just saying. Or actually, I encourage you to do it. Do, do more of that. Yeah, we need more of that for sure. What you got? Okay. Well, <clears throat> Tesla is asking all Texas-based customers to avoid charging their electric vehicles during certain times of the day. Of any day? Yes. Well, because as as everybody <laughs> around here knows um, how incredibly hot we have been for several months. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about that. Um, and it, so it, it's straining our electric grid. Well, it, sure it is. Yeah, because ERCOT didn't know it was going to be hot this summer. No. Um, so they, ERCOT says avoid charging during two p.m. and 8 p.m. Avoid charging your electric car. Uh, okay. <laughs> How's that? Uh, 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when everybody has an electric electric vehicles, you got a couple <laughs> of them in the garage, and and what's going to happen to the electric grid when everybody wants to charge their vehicle? Exactly. Run their air conditioning. When it's really hot, yeah. like it is now, or yeah. like it couple of years ago when it was so cold in the winter but um we in texas use a mix of fossil fuels and renewables to keep our electric grid running but when major heat waves uh, move through wind power is often decreased um, due to a change in pressure in the atmosphere thus the wind turbines are failing to produce the necessary amount of energy to keep the grid operating how about that that's interesting uh-huh. that's very I interesting so. i thought so I 818, Hill Country Patriot Time. Did you ever wonder what uh, folks did 100 years ago for fun when it was this hot? (laughs) Well, uh, you can find out at Dog Days of Summer. Uh, It's going to be at the Lyndon B. Johnson State Park and Historic Site uh, in Stonewall. And it starts in about 40 minutes. And it'll run until 2 o'clock this afternoon. It's free. And uh, they're going to show you uh, what folks did 100 years ago for fun uh, to beat the heat. (laughs) So that's uh, that with the LBJ State Park, uh, which is of course uh, what 15 miles or so east of uh, Stonewall on Highway 290. Mm-hmm. It'll be a fun thing to do today. You know, we're I was just talking about uh, electric cars. How Tesla is telling us to um, 
not charge them between 2 and 8 p.m. Did you know that manufacturing just the battery for an electric car produced the same amount of CO2 as a gas engine produces in eight years? What? Mm-hmm. Say that again. Manufacturing just the battery for an electric car produced the same amount of CO2 as a gas engine produces in eight years. Okay. This is a visual, and I've got to describe it. You're saying that reminded me that I saw this the other day. It was two pictures. One was a picture of where the Keystone Pipeline uh, is it, an aerial photo, both aerial photos. One, it says this is the Keystone Pipeline. And it, it was a treed area, and with this strip in the middle, it, it looked like it could be a ski run or something. So they just cleared this little strip in the, in the forest and put the, put the Keystone Pipeline in, which Joe Biden canceled the first day he was in office, by the way, and that's one reason why gas is so high. Uh, anyway, there's this picture, this aerial photo of the key, and it says this is the Keystone Pipeline. And there's an aerial photo of it looks like a nuclear bomb had hit this area. It is completely treeless. It is totally just dirt with some moved around. So this is a lithium mine, which is what they make electric batteries for electric vehicles for. And uh, so they're concerned about the environment with electric vehicles. Take a look at a, a lithium, you know, look up a lithium mine and see what you see. see. And it is so dangerous to be a lithium miner. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a very high percentage of cancers uh, in people who mine lithium and, and other rare earth elements. And by the way, most of the rare earth elements come from, guess where? China. Oh, that's right. China. That's right. Isn't that where most of our batteries come from? Yeah. Yeah. So, made, made made by slave labor. Yeah, slave labor in China. That's your. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Coming up. Okay. Coming up on the Bill and Allison show, I got something that you don't even know about, Allison. Oh, okay. The most unusual escape you've ever heard of: a modern Jonah, and that's coming up right after the break. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. Bill and Allison. HillCountryPatriot.com, first couple of TexasRadio.com, or you can hear our podcasts 24 7. Texas, oh Texas, you're wonderful and great. Boldest and grandest, withstanding every test. Oh, empire wide and glorious, you stand supremely blessed. Texas, oh Texas, your freeborn single star. Sends out its radiance to nations near and far. Emblem of freedom, it sets our hearts aglow with thoughts of San Jacinto and glorious Alamo. God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong that you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long. God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong that you may grow in power and worth throughout the ages long. Texas. Hi, I just got a message that my name is drawn and I should call. That's right, Christy. Congratulations, you got a year's worth of free fuel from Solberg Herring and the Hill Country Patriot. Really? I, I, I got it just like that? Yeah. <laughs> 
you don't have to do anything. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, could you sing us a song or something to make it interesting? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm just I'm shocked. <laughs> I don't ever win anything. We got a year's worth of free gas. How does that feel? That sounds fantastic. I'm just shocked. <laughs> I'm so excited. When you drive drowsy, you may see things that aren't oh, there. A pink armadillo in the road. How pretty. And there's my Aunt Angie riding a sparkly unicorn. However, you may not see things that are there until it's too late. Oh, an oncoming car? So always get plenty of rest before long trips. Take breaks, share the wheel, and avoid driving in the middle of the night. Oh, a friendly nurse. Be safe. Drive smart. Brought to you by TxDOT. More than 350,000 fires occur each year, and often within the homes of seniors. Some of the leading causes include cooking, portable heaters, smoking, and faulty electrical equipment. Here are a few ways you can prevent electrical fires. Call an electrician if you see discolored wall plates, smell a burning odor, or if you hear cracking or buzzing sounds coming from receptacles or wall switches. Make sure that all appliances are plugged directly into a receptacle. Never plug two extension cords into each other. Don't run extension cords through walls or doorways. And don't cover cords. Avoid nailing or stapling cords or substituting extension cords for permanent wiring. Have a licensed electrician install an arc fault circuit interrupter, AFCI circuit breaker, and only purchase appliances that have been approved by a nationally approved testing laboratory. For more electrical safety tips, visit ESFI.org. You cannot stop a tornado. You cannot shift its direction. A tornado is a force of nature, but so are you. If you find yourself in a path of severe weather, there's plenty you can do to protect yourself and your family. Immediately go to shelter, and then with a text, a status update, or a tweet, you can alert your social network about the coming threat. Visit noaa.gov slash WRN to learn how you can be a force of nature in the face of severe weather. Send a message. Save a life. Be a force of nature. Well, welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, hillcountrypatriot.com, 104.3 and 102.1. And we're also at uh, firstcoupleoftexasradio.com, which is where you can listen to our shows 24-7 and download them. And uh, you can uh, hear us on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and a bunch of others. Uh, So uh, if you... Miss the show or want to hear something else uh, that you missed, uh, please uh, go to firstcoupleoftexasradio.com. We'd love to have you. It's free, of course. We would. You can send us a cookie if you like, but uh, it is free. <laughs> 827 Hill Country Patriot Time with Bill and Alice. And I promised at the break I yes. would tell you about the most unusual escape, the story of a modern Jonah. In February of 1891, if that's considered modern still, 
James Bartley, a British harpooner for the whaling ship The Star of the East, fell overboard near the Falkland Islands, which... We have been to. We, actually we have been to the, the Falkland Fal- Islands. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, not too many people can say that, but we have been mm-hmm. to the Falkland Islands. Uh, anyway, he fell overboard near the Falkland Islands and was swallowed by a wounded sperm whale. Several hours later, the whale was captured. While it was being rendered, Bartley was discovered. They didn't capture the whale because they saw him in there. They just, whalers happened to catch <laughs> that whalers, whale. That's what whalers do. Yeah. <laughs> they catch whales. And while it was being rendered, Bartley was discovered in the gigantic stomach still alive. Wow. He had a three-week bout with insanity after that, <laughs> I guess. And he, he recovered, got it fully recovered, told about his incredible adventure. He said it was easy to breathe, but the heat and humidity were awful. Of course, dark. Sure. Uh, he suffered no lasting injury, although his hair and his skin were permanently bleached. Huh. Isn't that a wild story? That is wild. And you know what that reminds me of? No. Well, story of the little girl. <laughs> and I think you know this story. I do. But a lot of our <laughs> listeners don't. Okay. The little girl was in her class, and the teacher said, Class, what can you tell me about whales? What do you know about whales? And the little boy raised his hand. He says, They're really, really big. And the teacher said, Yes, they are among the biggest mammals. And they, some, I think one of them is the biggest mammal in the world. What else do we know? And this little girl, Janie, raises her hand, and the teacher says, yes, Janie. She says, a whale swallowed Jonah. And the teacher says, oh, that's ridiculous. A whale, a whale can't swallow a person. It's just physically impossible. And Janie says, well, um, that's, what the, that's what the Bible says. Oh, that's just myth. Oh, well, when, when I get to heaven, uh, I'll ask Jonah whether a whale swallowed him. The teacher kind of smartly says, yeah, well, what if Jonah went to hell? And the little girl comes back and says, well, then you can ask him. <laughs> uh, 829. Uh, did you know that the Merriam-Webster Dictionary this week, it was discovered. They don't announce these things, by the way. It was discovered. They have redefined female. No. Seriously? Seriously. Read, I know you don't know the story. They, no, they I don't. Redefined female, which is actually a step up from <laughs> Kenja, whatever her name is, Brown on the Supreme Court, <laughs> right. who doesn't know what a female <laughs> right. is. We should send her a copy of the what, <laughs> dictionary now, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Yeah, they have redefined female. And let me get it right here. Lists among, it has several definitions, and one of them now is having a gender identity that is the opposite of male. <laughs> well, what's a male? Well, there you go. I mean, that's that violates the first rule of a dictionary. You don't use the term in the definition, and they they also change the definition of male with having a gender identified identity that's the opposite opposite of female. Well, okay, and so you say, what's well, a female? Well, that's not a, female is not a male. Okay, then define male. Well, male is not a female. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the dictionary. It violates the first rule of a dictionary. Uh, but yeah, they they have changed it so for gender identity. Now the Merriam-Webster dictionary, which if you have one, throw it away. And, uh, <laughs> you, actually, if you have an old one, uh, the best thing if you want a dictionary, uh, in you know, you can I, go, just, go I just Google, I just I just Google. Well, words. yeah, but dictionaries are political. They can be very political. Uh, I know I have friends who will only use like a dictionary published you know, few 
century, well, not century, <laughs> a few decades ago, around the turn of the last century, not the 20th century. But uh, yeah, well, the, the, what happens is the left takes control of the rhetoric, and conservatives don't do that, and they get sucked into using terms that are left-wing terms. And you know, there's I can give you a whole bunch of examples, but you look at Wikipedia, for example. Can you look up black power on Wikipedia? And here it is. Quote, black power is a political slogan and a name which is given to various associated ideologies which aim to achieve self-determination for black people. Okay. Look up white power. <laughs> white power, according to Wikipedia. Ra- racist, quote, let me guess. Yep. White power is the belief that white people are superior to those of other races and thus should dominate them. Wow. There's your Wikipedia for you. So that's why you got to be careful with dictionaries. Dictionaries are political. Or they certainly can be, and they, they have been shown to be you know, in the past. So that's that's what Miriam Webster is doing. 8.32 Hill Country Patriot time. Do, do you know, you probably know that John Kerry is our climate czar under President Joe Biden. Now, where's this czar business coming from? Really, really. <laughs> that's Russian. It's not Russia. That's Russian. <laughs> Anyway, he has six houses, 12 cars, two yachts, and a private jet. But he tells you, you should take the bus to stop pollution. Yeah. How about that? Well, he's the chief of the hypocrites. You look up, right. reading a dictionary, you look up the word hypocrite, and you see his picture there. <laughs> 832, Hill Country Patriot Time. You know, if, if trans activists, transgender activists get their way, pointing out that the emperor has no clothes, basically, and specifically uh, that his lack of clothes makes it clear that she's a he. <laughs> but uh, if you say stuff like that, uh, it's becoming illegal in some countries, and it's probably coming here. Yeah. Uh, Canada is really bad. Like Canada that. Is I think terrible. Great Britain. Great Britain. I was about to say, in mm-hmm. Great Britain, uh, a 39-year-old mother was arrested in front of her children, locked up in jail for transphobia. Uh, that's in Herefordshire. A, a dock worker in Northern England was investigated by police for retweeting a limerick about transgenderism. Wow. This is all in the UK, as you, as you mentioned, Allison. Wow. Uh, also in the UK, in Suffolk, a 74-year-old woman was investigated by the police and asked to remove social media posts critical of transgenderism. Wow. Uh, a man in Norway last year, was given a 21-day prison sentence and a fine of 15,000 kroner, which is $1,500, for, quote, insulting and, quote, misgendering a transgender person on Facebook. Wow. 21 days in prison. Wow. What, whatever happened to, oh, just let's, let us live our lives in peace and mm-hmm. don't criticize us. Whatever we do behind closed doors and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, now they just want to force it down your throat is what it amounts to. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick little break. Coming up after the break, something we all have in our kitchens and eat all the time and is potentially a killer. What? You'll, you'll learn that after the break. You're not talking about your cooking, right? <laughs> Stop it. Oh, this is George George Bennett who uh-huh. wrote this song. He's That's our right. friend and a rising star in the business. So listen and enjoy it. 
And I just don't, don't know why Was I really leaving Or was I searching for that peace of mind When I found I had Texas on my mind Another day, another dollar Another footprint on my soul If I find another I will surely be at home Was I really leaving Or was I searching for that peace of mind When I found I had Texas on my mind If great classic rock artists like Jimi Hendrix, The Stones, and Van Halen get you out of bed every morning, the Ranch Radio Group just might have the job you've always dreamed of. I'm Randy Houston, Director of Branding and Content for Ranch Radio Group. We're currently looking to hire a brand manager, morning show host for 106.5 The Raptor, the premier classic rock station in the beautiful Texas Hill Country. If interested, please send your air check and resume to hr at ranchradiogroup.com. RRG is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Lulie Bliss, an account executive with the Ranch Radio Group. I wanted to take a moment to let you know what brought me to a career in radio. First off, I love music, so is there any better place for me to work? Next, I really have a great time meeting new people and learning about their business. And anytime you can help someone to grow their dream, that's a great day to me. If you're ready for a career, not just a job, and to make a good living doing it, come join me at Ranch Radio Group. Send your resume to hr at ranchradiogroup.com. RRG is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Officer Pete, here with a few friends to give you some important information on how to keep your vehicle and your possessions safe from thieves. Most thieves are opportunistic, looking for vehicles or items that are easily stolen. They don't want to be noticed, so they go about their business quietly, looking for easy targets. Did you know that the majority of property reported stolen from a vehicle involves incidents where the doors were left unlocked? Double check that your doors are locked before leaving it in a public place or once you're at home for the evening. You also want to make sure that you keep all of your possessions out of sight. Safely lock things away in a trunk, or better yet, make sure that you take all of your possessions with you when you leave your vehicle. Never leave a spare key in any vehicle. Thieves know just where to look for them and can quickly take your vehicle before you even know it's gone. Stolen vehicles are typically used in the commission of other crimes as well. While it only takes a second to lock your doors and secure your property, in the long run, this simple act will save you time, money, and a big headache. Got a big up truck, sunny day, Texas morning and a good highway. Can in your hand and you threw it in the back of the bed. Well, the wind caught the can and hit the ground. You didn't notice cause you didn't look around. Now you're messing with Texas, you gotta get it through your head. A can ended up in a road. But the road is a mess and the road used to look so fine Don't you mess with Texas, friend Don't you make me say it again When you're messing with Texas, you're messing with a friend of mine You know, I'm always hearing real smart people bragging about how great Texas is 
Then they go out and do something stupid like throw trash out where they live. And I say, Jerry Jeff, Texas got to be smarter than that. Don't you mess with Texas, friend. Don't you make me say it again. When you're messing with Texas, you're messing with a friend of mine. Sponsored by the Texas Department of Transportation. The Hill Country Patriot. Never bring me any tears. Let your arms be as warm as the Welcome back. That's the Jive Aces, our friends from London. Bring me sunshine. Bring me love. <laughs> 8.40. Country Patriot Time with Bill and Allison. Oh, before, before I forget, I promised to tell you that something we all have in our kitchens and eat all the time is potentially a killer. I just, last week, heard from a friend whose cousin died eating peanut butter. He was 63 years old and in great health, and he was eating the peanut butter from a spoon, not, you know, on a piece of bread or, actually, I did, I eat it on a piece of celery, but um, it got stuck in his throat, and his wife tried the Heimlich maneuver, which did no good, since that's for getting solid uh, pieces of food out of your throat. Um, and the EMTs told his wife that that she had done all all she could. Um, but peanut butter is sticky, and without lubrication, it can get stuck. And actually, I told a friend that story, and he said he had a girlfriend who died drink choking on champagne. What a way to go! <laughs> wow, wow, yeah, I, I, that happened to me once when I was you died unmarried. You died or choked <laughs> uh, in my bachelor days. Uh, yeah, I was alone. I was eating something and and uh, got stuck in my throat, and I was all alone in my apartment. And uh, I got up and I, I kind of just ran around the room. I was terrified because I couldn't breathe, mm-hmm. and it finally got loose by itself. I don't remember what I did. Probably went on some water or something but uh, it, it's a terrifying feeling mm-hmm. you know because you, you think you are going to die mm-hmm. yeah, exactly exactly 841 hill country patriot time and the pertinalis creative arts alliance summer concert series is tomorrow well, it'll be in fredericksburg at market plot starts at 6 30 goes to 8 15 the uh it's a free summer concert series that's made possible by the proceeds from oktoberfest uh it's uh the pcaa the pertinalis creative arts alliance it's their way of thanking the community who come out to support or volunteer and or volunteer for Oktoberfest. So it's free. As I say, it's tomorrow, July 24, 6.30 p.m. to 8.15 in Market Plots in Fredericksburg. Bring your own lawn chairs, your picnic baskets, family, friends, whatever. So that's going on tomorrow. And what else have we got? Today which is July 23rd. From noon to four is a community benefit for David Avila, the excuse me, the David Avila family, which was recently displaced by a home fire. Uh, it'll be a Doyle Pavilion in Kerrville, which is 701 Webster Avenue, and there's a $12 donation. Uh, and for that, you get a barbecued beef sandwich with all the trimmings. If you'd like to donate more, they would appreciate it. But they were displaced by a home fire. We know, we know what that's like. Yeah, I'm afraid we do. I'm afraid we do. The uh, got here oh you know earlier you were talking about uh, gas price uh, not gas prices but uh, electric vehicles and mm-hmm. and things like that um 
and I've got something uh, interesting to uh, to tell you about. Oh, by the way, before I, t I tell you about that, it, uh, there's a new mask mandate. Were you, were you aware of that? <laughs> what are you laughing? I'm not. I'm serious. I'm serious. There's a new mask mandate. Uh, it is for your health. I, I know you're laughing because you think mask mandates will never go away, don't you? Yeah, I, I really do. Yeah. Well, there's I'm there's a new one. Uh, it's for your health. You don't have to wear a mask all the time, though. It's not like 24/7 or anything like that. The specifically, the CDC is now saying you should wear a face mask over your eyes when pumping gas. When you see what you're paying, you might have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, that's what we got today. Ah, uh, yeah, the uh, Secretary of Energy. Under Joe Biden, uh, Jennifer Granholm, who was the disastrous governor of Michigan before she uh, uh, became the disastrous uh, Secretary of Energy. So she's disastrous no matter what she does. She is. She is a. She is a hot. Not a hot mess. She's a mess. <laughs> uh, she cheered this week record gas prices. You know, under Biden, gas prices have soared to astronomical new records. Uh, the average price for a gallon of gas as of, what is this, as of yesterday, okay, uh, in the United States, $4.43 a gallon. The previous all-time record high was four eleven, and that was back in 2008, okay? So Biden blew past that months ago, and Biden is bragging. He said, well, gas prices are coming down. <laughs> yeah, well, they're still, you know, $300 more than they were a gallon when you took office. Uh, but Biden is crushing the middle class, and that is his plan, by the way. That, that's his plan. He, if you look at socialist countries, they don't have a middle class. Uh, communist countries, they have a, a most, 99% of the people are desperately poor, and then the 1% owns everything. They've even said, uh, not from, from, it won't be long before you won't, any, won't own anything and you'll like it. You'll rent your car. You'll rent your house. Wow. Big companies are buying up subdivisions and renting the houses. Wow. Uh, and they'll say, you'll like that. You'll like, you'll like that. You see, you can't destroy a strong economy. The, uh, the Biden people and the ports, uh, Obama pulling his strings, Susan Rice, they want socialism, basically communism. Uh, and they won't get it. Commu if, communism light. Yeah, it's kind of, socialism is, is very good, Alison. Communism light. And they won't get it with a strong economy. So they have to wreck our economy first. And then they say, see, capitalism doesn't work. We're going to have to put in, put in our socialist, you know, communism light. Uh, but Biden's energy secretary is part of this cabal. She actually is happy about the price of gas and electricity in America. And uh, uh, because she wants to transition to this green energy um, fable, uh, we're just not ready for we might be ready for it someday by the way the u.s has approximately 500 years worth of oil and natural gas in the ground so do you think maybe sometime in the next 500 years we can figure out how to not be dependent on it yeah but tomorrow this week this month this year absolutely not it's destroying our economy well this is what she had to say this week right now we are witnessing the beginning of one of the most significant events in human history the clean energy transition it is long overdue, and it can't progress fast enough. Can't. High, high gas prices can't progress fast enough. We need more of them. We need more of them. 
well, this nobody should be surprised at this because this is exactly what Joe Biden said he wanted to do. And people voted for him. People in Pennsylvania, he supposedly won. I don't think he did, but he won uh, officially won Pennsylvania, where it's a big uh, coal and oil and fossil fuel producer. Uh, this is what he said during the campaign. Uh, uh, play JBN Fuel. I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate. Yeah, people cheer about that. I wonder how how many of them are cheering now (laughs) when they go to the gas station. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Uh, One one more on this uh, this week Um, coming up. I'm going to talk about uh, how the uh, one of Biden's energy advisors, uh, what what he has said, and he lifted the curtain on this whole thing. Everything I've been talking about, you might think, oh well, you know, that's tinfoil hat stuff. He said it out loud, and that's coming. But uh, coming up after the break at 8:48, Hill Country Patriot time with the Bill and Allison Show. HillCountryPatriot.com, 104.3, 102.1, and first couple of texasradio.com from the mountains down to the sea you've become such a habit with me america america well i come from down round tennessee but the people in california are nice to me it don't matter where I may roam, tell you people that it's home, sweet America, America. Hi, this is Nice Nancy at Spirits of Texas in Bandera. This July marks three years for Nancy Harvey at Spirits of Texas in Bandera. Come see the amazing collection of Texas memories and Texan-made specialties. A trip into Spirits of Texas is a giant step backwards following the footsteps of Texans before us. When you're choosing your favorite spirit, you may taste to try before you buy. Come say happy birthday to Nancy at Spirits of Texas in Bandera on Cypress Street. Or visit us on the web at spiritsoftexasbandera.com. Young's Jewelry and Guns is owned and operated by the Young family. They have the hot new gun safes from Holland in stock right now. And plenty of ammo no matter what kind you need. Young's buys and sells gold and silver. Young's offers a wide array of gold, silver, and diamond rings and necklaces. And they have the best selection of Rolex watches in the hill country. Young's Jewelry and Guns. 2022 Sydney Baker, across from the Y.O. Hotel in Kerrville. For every generation, it has started with the call to serve. Discovering the purpose and the belonging earned with the title. Learning to dig deep and push through adversity together. Defending our nation and its people. It is a life of great worth and reward. But Marines are never really finished serving. Their commitment comes full circle, visible in communities across our country. This is Semper Fidelis. Always faithful. Always Marine. Marking a path 
for the next generation. One of the most important things for veterans is to be heard, and VA is listening. Appeals modernization is changing the way VA decision disagreements are processed, for the better. Veterans, if you disagree with an initial VA claim decision received after February 2019, you have a choice of three review lanes. Contact an accredited representative to help you decide which choice is right for you. For more information, visit va.gov decision hyphen reviews. I can take control with VA's new, faster review process. All I remember is getting buckled into a car seat and waking up in a hospital a week later. A drunk driver took my mother from me. I wish that he could see the pain. I don't have to say anything. I just want him to see my face. I'm not against people drinking, but I am for drinking responsibly because drunk driving needs to stop. Learn about the real cost of drunk driving at facesofdrunkdriving.com. Sponsored by the Texas Department of Transportation. The Hill Country Patriot. Tomorrow you'll see the sun come shining through for you. Light up your face with gladness. Hide every trace of sadness. Welcome back. Bill and Allison, Hill Country Patriot. Is that all you got? (laughs) First couple of TexasRadio.com. Yeah, we're having a good time on a Saturday morning. Glad you're joining us. Hope you're having as good a time as we are. It's lots of fun here. Being in the bunker, mm-hmm. and, uh, staying out of that heat. Mm-hmm. The uh, weather forecast uh, hot. It's nice and cool here in the bunker. Hot, hotter, and then really hot. <laughs> that's, that's the weather. Unfortunately, that's the weather forecast. Uh, I promised you that I would tell you uh, about Biden's chief energy advisor, Amos Hochstein, who uh, you probably don't know the name. I didn't know the name till I read the story. Uh, so he's on, I, under I the didn't. radar. Yeah, he's under the radar. But he's he's chief energy advisor to Biden, and uh, he said something very interesting. It kind of kind of uh, opened the the curtain there, and to see the the man behind the the curtain, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, kind of a thing, to really know what's going on. Uh, before the break, we talked uh, we, we talked about how the energy secretary who played her audio saying that she wants to. This is a f- marvelous thing to transition from fossil fuels, and it can't happen fast enough. So she's all in on high gas prices. Go out and buy a, a 60,000 le- electric vehicle, why don't you? You know, that's that's their solution. That's their answer. In fact, they've said things like that. Well, I have, I have more a- after the top of the hour to talk about uh, electric vehicles. Okay, good. Good. I think uh, we some, should talk some, more Some of the downfalls that. to electric vehicles. Well, Amos Hochstein, again, who's Biden's chief energy advisor, he told... Uh, an interviewer on CNN, the Biden administration has, quote, been clear that we want to see the U.S. industry increase oil production, which is not clear. This is a total lie. They wanted that. They wouldn't have canceled the Keystone Pipeline and all the rest of the things they've done and and made it almost impossible for them to drill on federal lands. Uh, But he says it's important to limit oil production, quote, to make sure we're in a better footing to accelerate the transition to green energy. And uh, we have an audio clip of that. Uh, this is, uh, again, Biden's chief energy advisor, Amos Hochstein. Look in my eyes. 
No, that's Joe Biden. Okay. We want Lib NWO. Okay. Well, what do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Let's play that again. Make sure you, you probably can't believe your ears. Mm-hmm. This is about the future of the liberal or also known as the new world order or the great reset, if you will. Again, Biden's chief energy advisor. Well, what do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay four eighty-five a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Now, that's his answer to the question, what do you say to families who say we can't afford $4.85 gasoline? That's his answer? Mm-hmm. Well, we have to stand firm. It's all about the New World Order. That's scary. Very yeah, scary. it's scary. But he just ignored the fact that people are paying. Because he doesn't care. He, he doesn't, you know, it, he's, he's in Washington, D.C., and he's got, you know, servants and all that kind of stuff. So he doesn't care about the little people. We have to transition to, you know, the, the New World Order. It's about the future of the New World Order, the liberal world order. That's all they care about. That's what all Jennifer Granham cares mm-hmm. about. Uh, that's all that uh, the Democrats care about. Uh, they, uh, who's the senator from Missouri that we played the other day? I'm blanking on her name. Not Clara McCaskill. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, but she, uh, senator from Missouri <clears throat> said the other day, well, I drove from Missouri to Washington oh, right. in my electric car. No, it's from Michigan. She drove from Michigan. Michigan. Oh, yeah. that, that was Debbie Stabenow. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. No wonder I couldn't well, somebody it. from Michigan. All right. Well, it would be Debbie Stabenow, I think, is uh, said it. Uh, I think we have the audio somewhere. But anyway, she's. She, if I can, I'm just looking to see if I can find it. I uh, don't see it on the, on the list. Anyway, she said, well, I drove from Michigan to Washington in my electric car, and I drove by all these gas stations with these prices, and I laughed because, ha-ha, I don't care what the price of gas is. Everybody should get an electric car. Well, coming up, coming up after the top of the hour, I'm going to tell you why you might not want to buy an electric car. Uh, okay, and it's not only because they cost upwards of $60,000, dollars $60, mm-hmm. There are more, more problems than that. Well, okay, we'll look forward to hearing about that, Allison. At 8.58 is Hill Country Patriot Time with Bill and Allison. Got something quick for you before we have to go to break. Uh, the Heart of the Hills Farmer's Market is going to be at the mall parking lot on the J.C. Penney side in Kerrville at River Hills Mall. And there'll be local produce, art, jams, jellies, hot sauces. And we've been Mush- several times. Mushrooms. Oh, mushrooms. Yeah, Allison always buys these mushrooms. Those aren't the little button mushrooms either, are they? No, they're not. They're really they're, fancy. They're very unusual. Fancy very unusual, looking. and they're good. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be uh, from 8 to noon today. Uh, at the uh, River Hills Mall in Kerrville. What, what have we got coming up after the break? We got oh the electric vehicle story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that if you don't know, <laughs> you may probably not know about some of this stuff. This is shocking, to be honest with you. Very shocking. Uh, you're with Bill and Allison, Go Country Patriot, and we're going to come back right after the news. We will. Stay we tuned. will. But uh, and coming up. After, after the... Um... Oh, I'm, I'm off on my time, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Got 45 seconds. Allison's looking at me saying, what are you, why, are you, why are you signing off yet? Well, well okay, coming up, coming up after the news, we're going to tell you something about Topo Chico. And uh, 
It's just a cartoon character, isn't it? Uh, Bell, you're a Texan. You know what Topo oh, Chico okay. is. I'm only kidding. And I'll tell you something very interesting. Good to know about Caesar salad. It was invented by Julius Caesar. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? <laughs> well, you'll, you'll, you'll find out after the break. Okay. Now, the first couple of Texas Radio. Here's Bill and Allison Mencaro. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison. 907 on Hill Country Patriot. Glad you're with us. First couple of TexasRadio.com. 104.3. Yes. 102.1. Yes. You know, Bill... You know that little thing inside your head that keeps you from saying things you shouldn't? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have one of those. <laughs> no filter on you? I didn't have to tell you that, did I? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, during the break, uh, I, I heard Harley talking about uh, the Second Amendment, and uh, there's a, a mention of Uvalde during the news. Uh, if you look a little, it's very interesting to, to do a little research. Uh, the Orlando shooter was a registered Democrat. The Charleston Church shooter was a registered Democrat. The Fort Hood shooter, registered Democrat. The parents of the Columbine shooters, all the parents, were Democrats. The Virginia Tech shooter, Democrat. Colorado Theater shooter, registered Democrat. Connecticut School shooter, registered Democrat. Congresswoman Giffords shooter, registered Democrat. The mass shooters, a number of mass shooters that are members of the NRA, zero. Conclusion, guns don't kill people. Democrats with guns do. <laughs> We've got, uh, oh, there's a very interesting, we don't talk about this, Allison, now before you get to your electric vehicle story, because uh, I want to make sure we get to this. Uh, this Monday, the 25th, of July, it's going to be a very important meeting. Uh, it's a city council uh, public forum on at the Dietert Center in Kerrville on the subject of short-term rentals in Kerrville. Uh, and they do a lot of damage to communities. And I'll give you a little bit of history. Uh, Port A and Fredericksburg have had... Uh, Parties that uh, people rent out for giant parties. Uh, what's happened in, uh, particularly in Fredericksburg and Port A, but other places too, with short-term rentals, where they're not regulated, uh, or if they are, the minimal regulations, or they're not, the regulations aren't enforced. Well, the problem is they're in neighborhoods. They're so, in so, neighborhoods. so they with with neighbors. Yeah, I mean, would you like to live next door to a, a short-term rental? Mm-hmm. Uh, loud parties quite often, and and you don't know who's in the permit to rent a house out by the for parties. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, what's happened in Fredericksburg and other Port A and other communities is whole blocks are nothing but short-term community. They don't go to the churches. They don't send their kids to schools. They're, they're just hotels. And I read that in Fredericksburg, the 
houses in Pressburg are short-term rentals, 25%. I just read that. Why have they allowed that to go on? It destroys the community. I I don't know. Anyway, there will be a meeting, City Council Public Forum, on the subject of short-term rentals uh, at the Dieter Center on Monday the 25th. And uh, I think it's important that people go to them and let people need to know what short-term rentals can do to a community. That hasn't happened in Kerrville t- too much. It's certainly happened more than it was a few years ago. Um, but uh, it's time to nip this in the bud before it gets out of hand. So make sure you show up at the Dieter Center uh, this Monday. And let me see if I can find some more information as to how to... Well, call, you can call the Dieter Center. Uh, what, and, what, what time is it, did you well, say? Well, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. They don't, they don't give me that. <laughs> um, no, they gave me all that, but they don't, they don't give me the time. So, uh, <laughs> so unless, cut, unless cut. I'm missing it somewhere. But, uh, no, I, I'm not seeing it. Um, this came from, well, I'll give you the, uh, the only thing I've got is an email, uh, for uh, for the person who sent it, and uh, it's Karen Sides, S S K K A R E N S I D E S at Gmail dot com. So the moral story, folks, is if you send um, information uh, to the radio station on an event that you're having, yeah, let us let <laughs> don't, don't send us five pages of stuff. Send us the important details. Yeah. Make them, make them very and like specific and easy for us to find. The time because, of the meeting? Yeah, be, because be we're sitting... a phone number for yeah. more information or a website? We're, we're sitting here doing a lot of stuff. We don't have to have time to read through, you know, five pages of... Well, that's really. what I just did. And I know. I still couldn't find it. I know. It. Anyway, that's a little little thing to remember, if you would. Okay. Uh, what have you got on electric vehicles, you said? Okay. Well, um... More and more Americans are, are buying electric vehicles. We're really being encouraged to, almost forced to, by you know gas prices. And uh, a 17-year-old student in St. Petersburg, Florida, Avery Sawinski, was thrilled to join the ranks because uh, she thought she was not only saving the environment, but only going to save a, a ton of money by avoiding the high gas prices. However... Um, well, she said she was very excited when her parents bought her a used 2014 Ford Focus Electric from Auto Nation Ford in Pinellas County. The car was like new with only 60,000 miles on it. It was fine at first, quiet and cute. But then, after six months, her dashboard was, was lighting up like a Christmas tree, telling her that a major problem was detected. And she was shocked after... As I said, only owning it uh, six months, um, that it needed service. So her family took it to AutoNation to see what the problem was. And uh, they were told the, the battery pack was at the end of its life and needed to be replaced. And the bill was going to be $14,000. I, I'd always wondered what, what happens when the, when the batteries go out. $14,000. The family had only paid $11,000 for the used uh, electric vehicle in the first place. Um, and they also learned that this is a pretty common problem with this particular car. Um, and uh, to add uh, insult to injury, the 
AutoNation told the family it would buy the car and take the problem off the family's hands for $500 after the family had paid $11,000 six months earlier. Wow. Um, and and so, so what they learned was if, if you're buying a new one, um, there's really no secondhand market out there um, because manufacturers aren't supporting the cars. Um, and Fox Business Network reported last month that dealerships were warning new EV owners, electric vehicle owners, that they might have a problem finding qualified service technicians when their cars have issues and parts. Um, the, the supply chain for electric vehicles is not yet in place. No, uh, that's correct. Pa- parts are not stocked. Techs are not trained. Um, and in many cases, uh, electric vehicle batteries have not even been manufactured in quantity to assist aftermarket owners. There was a story, uh, when did it happen? I guess uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, the first electric pickups are finally arriving. We have a friend who, who she said, uh, a friend of mine told me that he just bought an um, <laughs> F, F-150. F-150. And electric. It's electric. Really? <laughs> really? That's really macho, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so the question is, what about towing with an electric, <laughs> electric pickup? Uh, well, they're, they're good for towing if you don't mind stopping to charge for several hours every day. Uh, there's, a, there's a vehicle, I never heard of it, it's a, it's a new company called Rivian. Uh, and the Rivian R1T all-electric pickup trucks, um, it was just introduced in the United States. So uh, somebody took it on a, uh, with an open trailer, uh, and they've been chronicling their trip from Detroit to L.A. They've been tracking range and efficiency along the drive. Uh, they've depended significantly on DC fast chargers, uh, and uh, they're tra- what they're towing is their Ford Shelby Mustang GT, mm, nice, uh, towed behind a twin axle trailer. Uh, gross vehicle weight totals 14,260 pounds. Although the Rivian RT1, R1T is capable of towing up to 11,000 pounds, the manufacturer advises that the range may be reduced by about 50% when towing. Uh, the vehicle's EPA range... Uh, is 157 miles. Okay. Charging stops need to be every 100 to 120 miles because in the real world, people rarely arrive at the charging stops with 0% state of charge and charge it to 100%. In fact, manufacturers tell you not to charge to 100%. Uh, So driving roughly 100 miles would take between one and two hours if you're towing an electric vehicle can't go that fast <laughs> charging takes an additional hour or so so this trip took them about 28 hours of charging to go from detroit to la and the issue isn't just there are only 100 miles between charging sites and the charging takes a long time the lack of charging outlets is a very serious problem. not all chargers are performing as they should have some don't output anywhere close to peak power about a fourth of them, they estimate, are broken. They don't even work. Uh, about 25% of chargers do not work. And well, I, I did a story last week about a, a woman who drove, and she chronicled her trip. And uh, apparently there's a website that will tell you, yeah, you know, where, 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 where charging are. stations are and, and what per, how much power they give, because apparently some don't give very much power and she found that a lot of them 
um, weren't working. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, she found that out on the website before yeah. she got there, but still. So you've got, they're pushing this electric vehicle crap on us when we're, we don't have the infrastructure and we don't have the ability to make electric vehicles that are, that are desirable, um, that are efficient. Uh, the long-haul capability is still inferior to um, gasoline-powered, diesel-powered trucks. Uh, they don't, you know, yeah, they're more expensive to refuel, but compare, compare what, you know, hours and hours and hours of recharging and mm-hmm. finding that a fourth of the charging stations don't even work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're the kind of person who can afford a $70,000 pickup truck, you probably are more concerned about your time than money. <laughs> right? That's a very so, good point. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, and there's another aspect, as long as we're on the subject of electric vehicles. Where are a lot of the charging stations located? Okay, I have no idea. They're, well, a lot of them are in sketchy areas, behind businesses, uh, somewhere behind bars. And more and that's more, not a bad thing. <laughs> well, it is if you're a, a, a woman alone and you need to charge your vehicle at night. Uh, there's a lot of concern about that. Um, somebody t- tweeted, I don't know who this is, but somebody tweeted, oh, James Woods, the actor, tweeted. Oh, he's good. He's very good. He said, this is something nobody's talking about. And James Woods called the unspoken nightmare for women who own electric cars and are forced to sit for hours at these charging stations by themselves. Hmm. What he said in a tweet, the unspoken nightmare of owning an electric vehicle is the safety issue. A woman alone forced to sit for an hour charging her EV on a dark highway is not a comforting scenario except to the roving gangs of hoodie thugs roaming our streets and highways, especially in Democrat-run cities. Uh, He says there are countless stories of women being harassed at gas stations, uh, EV charging points, many of them are hidden away in car parks behind bars and business centers and other places the woman wouldn't go by themselves at night. Hmm. So that's that's something I hadn't even thought of until James Wood brought what James Woods brought it up. That's a very good point. Yeah. Very absolutely. good point. Nine twenty one Hill Country Patriot Time. Okay. Um, well before we go, bad news for Texans. There's a shortage of Topo Chico. There's a drought in Monterey, Mexico where it's bottled. Last year, there was a shortage because there weren't enough glass bottles. But here's something funny. Our Topo Chico that we get here in Texas comes in heavy glass bottles, so so we think it's really authentically Mexican, right? Sure. Is that what you think? Oh, absolutely. Now, in Mexico, it's sold in plastic bottles, just like we buy most of our things in, water, <laughs> that, that sort of thing. No kidding. No kidding. I That's that. right. I, I have one in my office. I, I brought it home from Mexico just to, just to, just to prove it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And well, coming up after the break, I want you to hear Joe Biden's new campaign song. You know, he's running again for president. And uh, we have our inside sources have told us that this is going to be his new campaign song. So you got to stay tuned after the break to hear this. We're the first ones, as far as I know, the first ones to play it. Cool. That's very cool. So, so you'll hear it here first. America, America. Well, I come from down round Tennessee, but the people in California are nice to me. America, America, 
the Hill Country Patriot. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, Hill Country Patriot. 925 is our Hill Country Patriot time. We're glad you're with us. We're having a grand time. We're we having are. a really good time. We we, we love doing this show. We really do. <laughs> we uh, we talk about it all week, how we're going to what we're going to do and should we do this? Nah, maybe not that, but let's do this and uh, we have a, a grand time doing it. Allison and I do. And mm-hmm. we're glad to have you with us. Mm-hmm. We are. Welcome. Uh, here's a little interesting story. If you happen to hear this, uh, this week, uh, Jill Biden, Jill, Jill Biden, Doc- Bill, first lady, doctor. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. It's Dr. Jill Biden. Oh, yes. Um, she, uh, she's an oncologist, uh, nephrologist, <laughs> uh, what she's what? a kindergarten teacher or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay. She, she does have a, a doctorate in preschool education or something like I, that i don't know what what level something like to... that uh when uh, one of the i think it was whoopi goldberg on the view didn't know that she'd heard <laughs> dr jill biden and she actually said on the air she said you know she would be great as the next surgeon general <laughs> i remember that i remember that <laughs> an idiot. you know do a little research before you open your mouth well while, while we're talking about doctors you know brain cells die skin cells die Hair cells die, but fat cells must have accepted Jesus Christ as their <laughs> Lord and Savior because they seem to have eternal life. <laughs> oh, that is so true. That is so true. Anyway, Dr. Jill Biden was speaking at a fundraiser for the Democratic National Committee in Massachusetts. Uh, that This is this, this past week. Uh, <laughs> she... She thought this would be a good thing to say. I mean, she's she's almost as, as bad as him. He is. This is what she said: "Quote, the president has had so many hopes and plans for things he wanted to do, but every time he turned around, he had to address the problems of the moment." Unquote. <laughs> now, imagine that a president <laughs> of the United States having to address problems of the moment. Rather than indulging in all his hopes and plans and dreams. She said, quote, he's just had so many things thrown his way. Like, what? How naive could you get from the wife of the President of the United States? Oh, well, there's like problems and things that we have to solve. Yeah, try, uh, you know, try, try saying that to your boss. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't do that, those things for you but i had so many hopes and dreams for this job but i just had to solve problems and take care of things i mean oh well i promised you on that subject uh that uh because of our inside sources in the biden campaign biden is running for president a few weeks ago he told the staff remember that get in campaign mode he's he's running again uh, I don't think he, actually, I don't think he will. I think they'll get rid of him because uh, they know they can't win with him. Even the New York Times is now attacking him. Uh, some of the late night, um, uh, Colbert, Colbert is attacking uh, Biden. Uh, so you're seeing it more and more. So the, uh, and the media is falling into step, of course. They're, they're the, uh, are, are an arm of the Democratic National Committee, Democratic Party. 
uh, the mass media. So they're they're falling in line. I don't think Biden has got a, a whisper of a chance of, of running again. But he thinks he does. So he told the White House uh, to to gear up for the campaign start starting now, get in campaign mode. And our sources within the White House have discovered this is going to be Joe Biden's new campaign theme as he campaigns for re-election. He's a real nowhere man Sitting in his nowhere land Making all his nowhere plans for nobody Doesn't have a point of view Knows not where he's going to You heard it here first on the Bill and Allison <laughs> show. That's the new Joe Biden. The new theme song. New campaign. Joe Biden theme, theme song for his campaign. Uh, just kind of sums up his presidency <laughs> so far and more more of the same if he's reelected. So uh, that, though, I don't think you've probably, you haven't heard that anywhere else. Have you? Uh, that's I our secret sources in the, in the Biden uh, White House. Mm-hmm. 932 Hill Country Patriot Time. Well, I, I just saw a quote from Bill Maher, and uh, I don't agree with everything that he says. He's all over the board, but uh, but the other day he said, if kids were allowed to be what they wanted to be at age eight, you know, we're talking about a lot of the trans stuff, and Ooh, kids yeah. being allowed to trans when they're, you know, very young. But it, anyway, if kids were allowed to be what they wanted at age eight, we would have a world full of cowboys and princesses. I wanted to be a pirate Good thing no one let me remove an eye and make me a wooden leg. <laughs> That's excellent. That is excellent. I wanted to be a garbage man. I did. <laughs> I wanted. To, as a kid, I told my parents I wanted to be a garbage man. <laughs> and, uh, they were indulgent about it. But, uh, They'd let you go to garbage man school. <laughs> I majored yeah, actually in college. I majored in that. But, uh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. If uh, if I if I were, was was uh, raising a kid or. Was, uh, People say rearing a kid, you raise crops and you rear kids. But anyway, uh, if I was doing that today, I would encourage them, unless they want a specific 
profession where you, they need a, a training and a license, uh, like to, to be a physician, to be a lawyer, uh, to, you know, something like that, pharmacist, uh, or some kind of scientist. Um, but if they don't know what they want to do, uh, you know, yeah, I would encourage them to learn a trade. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the smartest thing, uh, is to learn a trade. Because college... You know, t- t- liberal. You know, I I got a liberal arts education. Yeah, me too. You know, I I uh, I majored in philosophy. Okay, <laughs> I did. I majored in philosophy. I was one of. I think I was the only one in my small college um, who had a philosophy major. You know, every weekend, I would look at the Sunday paper classifieds, want under want ads, want employment ads under P. <laughs> <laughs> never saw a philosopher wanted. If you want, if you want to major in philosophy. It's good training to, for law school, by the way. Uh, but, but other than that, what do you do with a philosophy degree? You know, other than you want fries with that. <laughs> but other, other than that, you become a philosophy teacher. Right. <laughs> Why do you want to be a uh, major in philosophy? I want to teach philosophy. Oh, to people who will then teach philosophy. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that, was, uh, that was my... Uh, uh, introduction, and then I I did switch majors. I have, actually, I took all the philosophy courses, and uh, started like a all double major, uh, and uh, I went into uh, political science for a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I had some very good political science teachers, conservative uh, political science teachers. So I was very happy about that. And then I ended up uh, taking a whole bunch of courses in psychology because I was looking for the truth. That's why I took philosophy. That's not why I took poli sci. But uh, philosophy, and I, I was looking for ultimate, I thought, where do you find truth? And I didn't know much about the Bible. Uh, and uh, so then I went into psychology. I thought, well, maybe the human brain and is, is the source of, there must be ultimate truth out there. I always believe that, that there's, there's truth and there's falsity. And uh, I had discovered uh, psychology didn't have it, uh, for sure. I even studied brain physiology, thinking that maybe there's something in the mechanics of the brain that could lead you to truth i mean that's how weird i was but uh anyway why why did i start talking about that i have no idea <laughs> thank you why don't you interrupt me and say okay. well i okay i should have interrupted you to say you know we're all going to feel dumb when we find out aoc did get handcuffed by the same invisible guy biden keeps shaking hands with <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> i agree with that oh this week weekend which is a hot weekend Try to stay indoors if you can, but uh, one thing to do from 10 to 4 today on Saturday is to go to the Friends of the Library book sale in Kerrville at the, guess where they hold it? The li- at the at library? the library, yes. Is but- that every but- Saturday? Buttholesworth Library, yes. Every Saturday downstairs. You need to go. Uh, we need some more books. We do. Yeah, we don't <laughs> have enough. Uh, there's a wide selection of gently used books, movies, and audiobooks to choose from, and they're really bargain prices. I, I don't remember what the prices are, but very cheap. Uh, and the- if you've got extra books... Take them down to the library and donate them, please. Uh, they support the li- the sale of those books. Support the library. Uh, so don't you know? Don't you know? Don't throw them away. Uh, things like that. Uh, the, the library needs used books, so uh, take them down there. And what you do is you just box up, put them in carton boxes, and then drive to the back of the library and leave them on the loading dock. That's all it all it takes. Uh, you can do that anytime. Uh, Farmer's Market Injunction is today from 9 to noon. There's no charge to attend. Family, friends, pets are welcome. Food crafts ideas for holidays or any day. And that is held at the Junction City Park 
every Saturday. <laughs> so that's some you should buy local. You should support mm-hmm. uh, local farmers mm-hmm. and uh, people who are, you know, producing healthy foods. And uh, then you're supporting your local community. Mm-hmm. So buy as exactly. much as you can at farmers markets. Exactly. The one going on in Kerrville today, the one on Friday in Kerrville next to the library, uh, the one today in Kerrville at the River Hills Mall uh, in Junction. Uh, there's one in Comfort at Comfort City Park. Uh, and there, there are others around. Those are the ones I happen to know about because they told us about them. <laughs> what do you think? So if you know, if you know of an event, uh, yeah, t- tell us. Let us know. T- uh, send. Send it to uh, Ranch Radio Group, uh, and uh, you know, let us know of your event. We we want to promote uh, good stuff going on in Hill Country. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break, but coming up after the break, a fun food fact that will really surprise you. And I'm going to tell you about the world's worst golfer. <laughs> okay, me? <laughs> <laughs> no, baby, not you. Okay, George Bennett. A rising star in the music scene, he wrote this song. And he's performing it. And I just don't, don't know why. Was I really leaving? Or was I searching for that peace of mind? When I found I had Texas on my mind. Another day, another dollar Another footprint on my soul If I find another I will surely be at home Was I really leaving Or was I searching for that peace of mind The Hill Country Patriot. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison. And that's Kinky Friedman singing for us, who I think is going to be in the studio in a couple weeks. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I promised before the break a fun food fact that's going to really surprise you. Caesar salad, where do you think it came from? Rome. It was invented by Julius Caesar. <laughs> Well, that's, he was uh, a he was a big chef. He but, was a, no, few people know that except me. Well, you, well okay, you're, you're you're half right. You're half right. Okay, um, it was not invented in Italy, but it was developed by Caesar. All right, see, that was right, Julius <laughs> Caesar, Caesar Caesar Cardini, in 1924. Oh, okay. He Ju- he was okay. Julius Caesar <laughs> Cardini. Caesar exactly. Husband, his middle exactly. Name. Oh, okay. He was an Italian immigrant living in San Diego. Um, at his restaurant, Caesars, he had run out of most ingredients, 
so he made do with what he had and added the dramatic flair of the tableside tossing. Um, a true Caesar salad, despite has very few ingredients, despite what you see on a lot of menus, has romaine lettuce, croutons, Parmesan cheese, garlic, and anchovies. And the dressing is lemon or lime juice, olive oil, raw egg, Worcestershire sauce, Dijon mustard, and black pepper. Um, but most of us just buy the bottled dressing because it's it's time-consuming to make the dressing, although we have, but it's, it is time-consuming. Yeah. But the original did not have anchovies. Uh, the anchovy taste is thought to come from the Worcestershire sauce. Oh, Worcestershire sauce has anchovies. It does. Yeah. It does. We, although we, we do like ours with, with anchovies. So where do you think Caesar salad was first created? Well, you've told me it's not in Italy. Right. It must have been one of the countries that the Roman Empire controlled. Uh-huh. Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. Caesar salad was first created in Tijuana. So it's a Mexican dish? Tijuana, Mexico. Why don't you see Caesar salad on, in Mexican restaurants? Actually, I think you do. <laughs> well, I don't remember that. Um, but to, to get away from, um, I said that Caesar Cardini was living in San Diego, but to get away from prohibition, he started working in Tijuana, Mexico. And that's where his restaurant Caesar's was, in the Hotel Caesar. Wow. Now you know the rest of the story. I guess so. That's very interesting. Thank you, Allison, for that. Appreciate You're welcome. That. I told you I'd, uh, we're going to talk about the world's worst golfer in a few minutes. Uh, but let's talk about one of the world's worst senators, Senator John Cornyn. Uh, I'm reading a thing here. It says R. Texas. I'm not sure. I don't think it stands for Republican. I think it's R. R stands for Rhino. 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 Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, the reason he led the charge on uh, working with Democrats to pass uh, gun control legislation. Uh, Cornyn's gun bill expands background checks for some gun buyers, uses taxpayer money, to encourage states to enact red flag laws. And if you don't know what a red flag law is, it basically is that uh, somebody who doesn't like you can report you to the police mm-hmm. and they can come and take your guns away without any arrest, without any court uh, due process. And it could take you a law, I won't say years, but it could take you years in some cases, a long time to get your guns back. Uh, you have to prove that you're not what they claim you are, whatever the person claims, you're crazy or a danger to the community. So you're innocent until proven guilty, totally violating the United States Constitution. Uh, and uh, it can cost you a lot of money to you know, have to hire lawyers and everything else just because somebody says, oh, I don't trust that guy you know, or that woman. Uh, they look unstable to me. They, you know, that's a red flag law. Uh, well, that's what John Cornyn uh, is pushing. Uh, his bill broadens the National Incident Criminal Background Check System, NICS, um, it, it broadens that system to include dating relationships. Um, in other words, putting dating relationships under domestic violence statutes. Uh, so if you're dating somebody and, uh, you know, you, you have an argument with them, let's say, uh, you know, it could be worse, obviously, but you say that person again. Well, as long as it's not physical. Very similar to red flag laws. All right. So this, this is what uh, Rhino John Cornyn is uh, backed and got it got it accomplished in the Senate. It probably wouldn't have passed uh, without uh, mm-hmm. Cornyn. I, I don't know, but uh, a lot of Republicans uh, voted for it. By the way, I think there were fifteen. To, to my memory. Uh, what's interesting? There's been a new poll out. A po- they said, okay, if they they polled uh, people who ca- Republicans who cast ballots in the in this year's Republican Party 
primary or primary runoff this uh, this year. So these are hardcore Republican voters. When they go out and uh, vote in a primary, or particularly in a primary runoff, uh, these these people are going to vote. Okay. So the poll sampled these people and said, what if Cornyn was running against Ken Paxton, our Attorney General, what if he's run for Senate? Who would you vote for? Who, who would you as a Republican vote for for the United States Senate between Cornyn and Paxton? Cornyn loses by almost 30%, 30 points, 30 points. 65% of people would vote for Paxton. Only 35% of people would vote for Cornyn. And I'll bet if those people were educated about what Cornyn has done and is doing, they would, he wouldn't get 35%. Uh, Cornyn said on the House uh, or the Senate floor to the Democrat that he basically holding hands with to get this gun control passed, he actually said to him, mm -hmm. first gun control, now immigration. Mm -hmm. And he was viciously attacked for that, and he said, oh, I was only kidding. Yeah, that's, that's a real funny joke, John, real funny. No, I, I, when he appeared before the Texas Republican Party, he was roundly booed. People were, I saw a video of it. People were standing on chairs booing him. And uh, I'm sure Matt Long talks, uh, I know Matt Long talks a lot about this uh, when he came back from, uh, from the uh, convention. But they booed Cornyn throughout his talk, uh, catcalls because of his, what he did on this gun control bill. And afterwards, Cornyn was asked about it, and he said, I have never bowed to the mob to mobs, and I'm not about to start. Well, isn't it interesting that he calls the Republican Party of Texas a mob? <laughs> That's what he thinks of you Republicans. You're a mob. Mm -hmm. He's been in Washington too long. He's, you know, he's drunk the Potomac water far too long. Uh, he needs to go. You know, get your go and get your judgeship, John, or whatever, whatever Benny you're gonna you think you're gonna get. Uh, well, as, as Harley was was saying earlier, and we know this. We've seen it, you know, up close and personal. Um, people who start out being relatively conservative, they get to Washington, and they want to go to the the nice cocktail parties. So they they um, become yeah, they, they more. Want, they want the favorable publicity from the leftist Washington Post. Mm -hmm. They want to be invited to the Georgetown cocktail parties. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what happens to even uh, Supreme Court justices. Mm -hmm. A lot of them. You never hear of a Supreme Court justice becoming more conservative, do you? <laughs> they always become more left-wing if they, if they become left-wing at all now there's some That's great true. example uh, there are great uh, exceptions to that you mean judge thompson uh, uh judge thompson <laughs> i don't know who judge thompson is. who who was it who referred to um justice clarence thomas as judge thompson I who was it i didn't even know that somebody yes, did you that. did you're the one who told me oh okay it was was it kamala sure <laughs> I think it was. And well, now, it was some now you, idiot. Re you reminded me of that. Yes, <laughs> okay. she referred to, to uh -huh. Clarence Thomas as Judge Thompson. First of all, you don't call him judge. He's justice when you're on the Supreme Court. He's Justice Thomas, not Thompson. Oh, and they also said that um, because uh, the court uh, overturned Roe versus Wade, that the next next thing they'll go out uh, and they'll over they'll overturn uh, legality of marriage between whites and, and blacks. <laughs> Well, except uh, you think Clarence Thomas will vote for it since his <laughs> wife is white? <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like attacking uh, uh, Donald Trump for being xenophobic, which means you know hatred of foreigners. When 
He's married his to a wives. foreigner. <laughs> He's, two of his wives have been foreigners. Hello? <laughs> two of them. Melania and uh, the one who just died. Mm-hmm. Ivana. Ivana. Yeah. The third wife was Maples. What was her name? Marla Maples. Mar- Marla Maples, mm-hmm. yeah. She was, uh, she was an American. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, before, I, before we go, I did <laughs> promise the golfer story. The world's worst golfer. It was 1912. A woman playing in the Shawnee Golf Invitational for Ladies stepped up to the tee at the 16th hole and sliced the ball into the Binnykill River. She followed the ball one and a half miles downstream in a rowboat paddled by her husband. (laughs) She lashed out at the ball standing in the the rowboat while the ball is bouncing around in the water (laughs) trying to hit it. She finally connected. The ball sailed landward into an impenetrably, impenetrably dense thicket. By the time she worked herself out of the woods, onto the green, and into the cup, she had racked up 166 strokes. Oh, my gosh. I thought I was bad. <laughs> she has the prize for the world's worst golfer who heard it here first on the bill and allison show okay well um moving on uh, why don't we look at the biggest adjustments fleeing californians are going to have to have to make in their new states i hope they don't bring their politics here that's the problem really? they, they screw up their own states yeah. by voting for democrats and then they come here and vote for democrats mm-hmm. well okay okay here's here's a, a list of of adjustments people don't say the in front of highway names if you're driving on I-10, you'll feel the urge to say the 10, but don't do it. Yeah. It's just wrong. Yeah. You've heard Californians talk about the 405. Oh, yeah, and exactly. And, and I remember years ago watching uh, X-Files, which uh, is set in Virginia, and they <laughs> kept referring to the 95. Yeah, exactly. I remember <laughs> that, that, that That's not what Virginians, we lived in there for a long time. Um, no, nobody outside California puts the in front of their so. roads. I don't I don't, maybe other people in the other parts of the west coast but that i know californians do okay let me go continue with my list you can't wear flip-flops to church not even your nice flip-flops put on shoes like an adult and these are tips for uh, fleeing californians um there's no need to call the police if you see someone with a gun strapped to their hip it's okay the guns can't jump out and hurt you no matter what gavin newsom told you back in california Bless your heart doesn't mean bless your heart. <laughs> well, it might mean bless your heart. It could. But it's it's a safer bet that it means that person's weird or you're an idiot or I don't like you. <laughs> or it's a simple ending to a statement you've made about someone that you don't want to feel bad about. <laughs> no one cares about your preferred pronouns. Go ahead and tell an old farmer in California that you go by they pronouns. The look... <laughs> The look on his face will be worth it. Oh, golly. <laughs> Man buns are unacceptable in a professional setting or any setting. <laughs> you have to go into buildings without any kind of official warning that something inside might cause cancer. Mm-hmm. You just have to take the chance. Be strong. And and, and that's, that's not a joke. Uh, if you've ever been in California, there are signs on buildings with, with warnings like that. Pretty much every single building. Wow. You might have to make your own choices and take responsibility 
for your actions without the government taking care of you. This is the most difficult adjustment for Californians to make when they move to America. But with time and prayer, which is acceptable in red states, and willpower, you can do it. These are just a few of the many adjustments ex-Californians will have to make. Help these poor communists enjoy capitalism away from their homeland. <laughs> well, we're not totally opposed to Californians coming here, uh, as long as they vote right. And uh, <clears throat> they vote right, <clears throat> is what I'm saying. Uh, you know, something you said about... Uh, I forgot to say that uh, at the beginning of the show. We do. We did say it. Where were you? I said it. No, we said it. I did. What we're referring to is we are Bill and Allison. We're sometimes wrong. But we're always right. Always right. You know, what you were saying reminded me of uh, uh, this uh, big city. That you talked about farmers and trying to explain to a farmer that, uh, you know, call me they or something. My personal preferred pronoun nonsense. Uh, this uh, big city farmer uh, goes to a, uh, uh, goes out uh, duck hunting. And he go- goes out in Texas duck hunting. And uh, shoots a duck, and it lands on the other side of the barbed wire fence. And so he goes over there to retrieve the duck, and the farmer happens to who owns that land comes over and says, "Hey, you can't, you know, you can't cross cross on trespass on my land." And the lawyer says, so, "Well, that's my duck. I shot that duck." He says, "I don't." The farmer says, "I don't care." He said, it, "It landed on my land. It's my duck." And the lawyer says, "Listen, pal," he said, "I'm a one of the." I'm a senior partner in one of the biggest law firms uh, in one of the biggest cities in the country. I know my rights. And the farmer says, well, it's different here. He says, I'll tell you what, this is how we settle it here. He said, "Uh, why don't we settle it like men? We'll fight over it. And the one who loses the fight, um, or the one who wins the fight gets the duck. And the lawyer looked at the scrawny little farmer, and he's kind of a, the lawyer's kind of a big guy, and he says, all right, man, that's, that's fine, let's go. And the, the farmer says, well, because it landed, the way we do things, because the duck landed on my land, I get the first blow. And the lawyer says, okay. So the farmer raises back with his steel-toed boot and kicks the lawyer as hard as he can in the one place where you do not want to be, a man does not want to be kicked. And the lawyer goes down, and he is agonizing in pain. He is just in horrid pain. Uh, and he finally, after a few minutes, he's crying, and his tears running. Finally, after a few minutes, he says to the farmer, says, okay, old man, now it's my turn. farmer says, ah, forget it. You can have the duck. <laughs> we're, we're almost out. I'm looking at the clock, baby. <laughs> we're Bill and Allison. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. And join us next week. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your paths. We'll be back, Lord willing, 8 o'clock next Saturday morning. That's right. And you can catch us on... You've been listening to the Bill and Allison Mincaro Show. Heard each Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m. on the Hill Country Patriot. KRNH HD2, Kerrville, K271CH, Fredericksburg, K2A2BI, Kerrville, the Hill Country Patriot.